wanna play? Welcome back to Disney Channel Discourse for the first time in several months. And we have a little bit of a, a 3 2 one situation going on here. Uh, in that our guests have been on 3, 2, and 1 time, respectively, starting now. Cadence, this is uh, uh, Cadence's third time on Disney Channel Discourse. Say hi, Cadence. Hi, Cadence. Hee <laughs> This is Carly's second time on Disney Channel Discourse. Say hi, Cadence. Hi, Cadence. <laughs> and making his Disney Channel Discourse debut, you know him from uh, the fake impossible meme. It is <laughs> Brian. That is my Brian, legacy. Say hi, Cadence. Hi, Cadence. That really is my legacy on the internet at this point. Making people think that there was uh, some some COVID predicting in an old Kim Possible episode, <laughs> including Christy Carlson Romano herself. So, yeah, if that's I'm not some Disney Channel she... discourse, I don't know what is. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that is some serious discourse. Yeah. I'm still I'm still confused as to whether uh, Christy Carlson Romano is actually in on the joke or not. No, no, I, um, I'm pretty sure it's just like you see the frame. I don't even know if it's her. It might just be someone managing her account. I don't know. She does a lot of stuff on the internet, but she's posted it twice. Yeah, actually, before we get into the Owl House, which we are going to try to keep this uh, less than three hours, which was what each of the previous two episodes were. Um, one more thing I want to say about Christy Carlson Romano is that I very recently learned she has like a branch of Disney Channel podcasts, like rewatch podcasts, mm -hmm. uh, which is something that Brian taught to me. Uh, and that there is a Wizards of Waverly Place one with David DeLuise and Jennifer Stone. They have actually still not yet listened to. Oh, it's very good. And there's a Nessie Classified podcast as well. Yeah. She's, she's starting something good over there, I think. Started something new. Right. All right. Um, so what we're talking about today is the, the uh, second last Owl House episode of all time, oh. uh, which is for the oh. future. Don't say that! Awful. <laughs> Banned. Okay. <laughs> Life is pain. Uh but we still have uh, you know uh, over a month until the until the grand finale. Uh and point number 1 which we must acknowledge is the leaks. Uh, and I have some questions for everyone regarding the leaks. First of all, first of all, was it any of you? No. <laughs> it wasn't me, but my ass I, off. I didn't my ass saw that shit. I had nightmares about it. I did not watch the leak. I muted everything I so I could avoid it. You did who said that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have to give me some credit. I was in Florida. I was at Disney World when it leaked. I was at Disney World in line for Rock and Roller Coaster when it leaked. I remember freaking out with Tiana. We were crying shit and throwing up. And then we, I, I screen recorded the entire, the entire episode on our drive home from Disney World. And we got home. Me and Tiana were not. We don't know when we're gonna see each other again. So we were like, we have to take this opportunity to watch it together in real life person. That's that's so fair. We got to watch it together while Hopi was sleeping, honk shooing next to us, and we were trying so hard to be normal about it. As long as Anyways. you support the of the official release, I guess it's oh, okay. Girl, I was there watching, crying, <laughs> throwing up. I was Good. laying on my friend Tori's floor, like. <laughs> It's a rough situation. It took me back to the horrible. True Colors thing, which I also avoided until. <gasps> took me until back off. to Phineas and Ferb. I didn't watch that one. Well, that too. That too. If we want to go way back. Yeah. <gasps> I was. I, I. I didn't watch that either. I didn't yeah. watch Act Duration until like 2020. So. Wow. Yeah. So actually, as for as for the leaks for me, I before it even did leak, I decided I'm going to go into For the Future, t 
totally blind. I don't want to watch a single trailer, a single official promo. Same. I'm going to mute every word. I'm going to mute Luce and and Belos and Caleb and Evelyn right and up. Hags and, and all these keywords. Did and, you say um, Joe? You, ta- you taught me about that one. <laughs> Who's Joe? Stop it, Carly. Fact, Carly's the one. Carly's the one who was like, "Hey, I have to leave at like 8:30. We only have like an Kate hour and a half." No. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But you started. I was Just trying to. You, you, you set it up for yourself. <laughs> Joseph, okay. maternal figure. All right, we're co- we're going on. <laughs> we're moving forward. Alex, you have your this. work cut out for you on these things. <laughs> yeah, this is. Yeah, maybe four people is too many. Maybe I'm, I'm, I should reconsider. Yeah. We all know how much I like to talk. <laughs> Um, anyway, so yeah, I avoided totally everything going into this, uh, which is part of the reason, like, it almost didn't feel real when I was watching. It just felt like a very mm. elaborate Mooring Mark comic in a way. Um, <laughs> right. Cause yeah, I, I avoided that. absolutely everything. And when I, so I started and by the time I actually, like a few days before the official premiere, I was like, I want to go onto Owl Club and like watch Elsewhere and Elsewhere or something. And I went on and I was like, For the Future is already there. And that was like. Like, kind of disappointing. Yeah. Because it was like, now it kind of feels like, oh, I'm just like arbitrarily waiting five days. No, it's not um, arbitrary. To... It's respecting it's the felt... artist. <laughs> you know? It felt arbitrary to me because I was watching on Owl Club anyway. Um, but I was <laughs> just like, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting till January 21st to go on at 9 p.m. And then it was just buffering. And I was like, oh, are you kidding? But then it was fine and it's smooth. There's nothing and a great more experience. like. I don't know. I think one of my favorite feelings of watching the Owl House is watching those horrible streams that are on, like, Twitch. And, like, there's always, like, something oh wrong. God. Like, that one time that squirrel chewed through the person's cable cord. And so oh, like, yeah. Watch the squirrel incident. Valor forever. They are a hero to this fandom, for real. So, Brian, I don't know if, if you know this. Mm. Uh, because you weren't, I'll remind you, on the first Owl House episode we That's did. That's right, I wasn't. Uh, back... Back in the, the summer, released in, I think, very early July. Mm. But I actually, I made a prediction that the first special would be entirely in the human realm, and the second special would be entirely in the demon realm over the same span of time. Mm. Yeah, and that, that makes sense. Yeah. It didn't turn out to be to be quite exactly true, uh, but it was, it was kind of close, I would say. And, like, the crux of the thing, uh, which was kind of like, you know, uh, the final event of King's Tide... You know, blasting loose and friends through the door, and and uh, that basically in the second special we would finally get to see what unfolded side. immediately afterward yeah. on the other side. Yeah. So I thought that opening sequence, like before the the title card, was probably my favorite part of the episode. That's yep. the part I've rewatched the most. Yeah. No, it was really hype. It was very visceral. Uh, the music in that sequence is fantastic, and yeah, I mean every time. I mean they got a lot of mileage out of that scene of. King and Luce being separated because every time they play it, it's it still so stings. True. Literally every time it hurts. Yeah. I feel like I just, Sorry, I mean, barking. <laughs> when it comes to this season so far, I mean, like, I don't know about y'all. I don't know why I, I said I don't know about here. y'all. I'm obviously preaching to the choir here, but like, it's <laughs> such a, like, <laughs> the ensemble focus that you're able to get, there's such a heightened sense of atmosphere that lets the world of the Owl House feel bigger than ever but also at the same time the stakes feel much more personal because every character has a story and they're all actively helping each other develop and there are like so many scenes that are just great examples of that 
like what one of which being this the the scene when uh camilla talks to gus and willow um like and it, it's like about Luz potentially making a really bad decision for herself and then that leads to gus talking about how he used to feel like a failure and he misses his dad you see Hunter lashing out with when the other palisman. Like six years old. Right, <laughs> and like, and like Hunter's obviously upset about losing his own palisman, and then Willow is like trying to help everybody, and then Camilla asks, "Well, well, how are you feeling though?" This all happens in one scene, one scene, and not only does it just feel so natural, it like constantly is keeping the scene dynamic and interesting. Because, like, even though it's, like, just sort of framing the scene as, like, this simple, quiet conversation between three characters in the show, it's, like, doing a great job hiding how dense and detailed it actually is. Like, it's accomplishing so much, and I think it's the perfect encapsulation of season three as a whole at this point, and why I think it's so great and rewatchable. I'll get off my soapbox now. I just needed to rant. (laughs) The thought of it. I don't know about y'all, but I like the Owl House. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Just, Just a little bit. Does yeah, want I, I was like, I was because I found out yes, afterward that I'll... one of the one okay. of the promos was like uh, the collector and King Mamadalia scene, mm. um, and I'm very very glad that I didn't know that going in, and I didn't know that there was gonna be dolls or anything because I had no idea like what the oh, collector same. was gonna do. So like, so like you know when Lilith and Hootie fly up at the very start, I was like I cause, you know didn't expect to see Lilith and Hootie there right away, and you know to have them you know turn into puppets all that. And I'm sure all of you have seen um, the analysis on Lilith's stay away from my nephew line and what the collector associates the word nephew oh, to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, because, oh, my God. Because the, Wait, because, you're lying. Because that's, that's what Bellos always, you know, called Hunter. And, but you're lying. Um, I never even, I never saw this analysis. I never even I, thought about that. I didn't either. That. I didn't either. I had not thought of that. I saw it on Twitter because to, the, to, the collector, a nephew, is someone who you like kill if he turns against you so the collector jumps to king's defense immediately like that is that's my best friend such you're talking a smart... about wow now i'm gonna be thinking about that for the rest of my life and now i'm gonna text <laughs> Alyssa and be crying okay that's it <laughs> and then Ida's requiem starts to play yeah oh my god and that people died what do people think about this uh this harpy Ida owlby sequence it's so good. Let me just say. I mean, I don't know. Maybe this might be had to be off record. <laughs> she is so sexy. <laughs> I can't even like explain to the... you how I feel when I see Ida turn on. There's a reason you know, Rain she... looked at her like that. I also Dude, just, I... I was looking at her like that too. <laughs> I also oh just, God. I love how the show in general like treats that. Like it's like I feel like it's so atypical for that to be actually acknowledged especially in a kid's show as like you know yeah. being attractive and like, not monstrous mm, you know like let me move my bang a little bit <laughs> yeah. like, i would like to get a better look <laughs> it's just so like effortlessly subversive and how it's just like yep here it is and it's like you know like old people being in love that's so sweet. right it's yeah that's and like so not sweet. old people They're being in old. love and kids being like ew gross like no it's just like Nice. Not me though. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. is like number one rated shipper. <laughs> exactly. She really is. She, That's so much be better. Fan fiction about about Rain and Ida. Oh, they are perfect for each other. I much prefer when the kid characters like are rooting for <laughs> the ships I know, for the adults I know, in their the lives. Same. You know. It's so I don't. I just and I love how like every literally everybody who's ever been around Ida 
like knows that that she's in love with Rain still. Cause like that scene with with Tara when when she's like pretending to be like you know she's like oh I like musicians like oh, shut yeah, up yeah. stop we get <laughs> it she has a crush like damn as a musician yeah, one thing I, I actually love, I love this. oh go ahead Cadence <laughs> I was just saying oh. well I guess we most you can relate this to as a musician Ida. Ida oh, just yeah. loves musicians. She loves the Cadence, song. Cadence, you mm. have a chance. You have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't. Yeah. So you better get the bag. You better, if, I mean, if, if, anyone's, if anyone's marrying Ida and it's not Rain, it better be Cadence. <laughs> what I have nothing to offer that shirt. woman. I have nothing to offer her. I have no, I have no children or musical talents. So <laughs> she's going to have to look elsewhere. One thing I actually didn't notice about this scene on my first watch uh, was the turn back into full owl beast mode. Um, yeah. Upon seeing the collector, mm-hmm. because we saw we saw so so briefly in knock knocking on Hootie's door um, that it was not the collector, but it was now confirmed to be just a collector mm-hmm. uh, mm. is who trapped the owl beast uh, inside the scroll, however many thousands of years ago, and the fact that you know. Uh, Ida and the Albies came to that, you know, peaceful agreement. And then all, all it takes is, like, seeing the Collector for, like, five seconds. And the Albies abandons that and takes over in, in total anger. I thought it was so cool. So do we think that Ida, when she is faced with the Collector again, she's going to go Owlbeast again? Like, it's still oh. a wild animal with inside of her. Like, I never so even thought turn- about it like that. Like, as much as she is with... Like wow. I mean, it's happened. Obviously, we already saw it happen. Right. So how how is Ida even gonna help in the fight if she keeps turning into the owl beast? And I know, I, I know they're... they're not gonna try to. They're not gonna kill the collector. No, absolutely but, not. No. He's a baby. <laughs> little He's baby. Little He's just a little guy. Little cherub. I think it it may be little baby. Uh, you know, because the baby. owl beast is also it has been showed like a creature that can be reasoned with. So it could be you know reason with to you know just stay calm in the face of the collector right i think that's something that could be overcome kind of simply. like i love the collector so bad you guys the collector <laughs> like, is yeah. so he's good just like a little guy so i i took so many notes that were just like i love the collector basically just saying over and over again like like he's same. a perfect he's genuinely of just like a perfect character to me like i get it he's the bad guy but <laughs> He's not a bad guy. Like, he's just a bad guy in the eyes of all the other characters. Like, he's actually just a sweet little scared kid. Like, he just wants mm-hmm. friends, and he has—he literally has nobody left. I feel like, like we take for ugh. granted how well they worked them in to, like— because it's obviously a late-arriving character into the series, but everybody loves this character. It's so creatively done. Mm-hmm. The voice is so good. And, like, what it just says about... So, like, it just really feels like it's the show kind of taking charge of the fact of, like, yeah, things feel like they're, like, ending so quickly. And, like, it just... It feels like by having this this character that's just sort of this almighty power, like, it's making that abruptness feel a lot more intentional. And, like, it's coming from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the way it relates to King as a character... Is so so good, and like there's that like King has that great line that's like even playing pretend has its has consequences, which shows how much he's changed since the beginning of the show and how like season Literally, two because that's he just loved to play before and now he has to like yeah just now he's like doing exactly what he's wanted to do this whole time which is just like play and have but he power. doesn't want to do it 
and he yeah. doesn't <gasps> want it oh anymore. Yeah. Stop like he it. has power. Yeah. He has power, but yeah. he still can play. Yeah. He doesn't he, he hates it he now. He hates it. He like, just wants what, his friends so, back. He wants his family back. Like another thing that's like so sad to me is like he wanted power for so long and then like once like everyone found out he was a Titan, Lilith especially was like, Oh your majesty, like, oh I love you, like I kiss your feet and he was like, Hey, like back <laughs> off, girl, because I am just a little boy right now. I mean, <laughs> Please leave me alone. Season two, two I think Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, talk about this a little more when we talk about Belos and stuff but in hindsight especially this idea that like oh yeah Belos is gonna die and then they're gonna face off the collector would have been such a terrible idea awful um because the collector is really as we see now even more so than in King's King's Tide really just this like volatile force who can be force who can be easily influenced which is why the collector is the perfect vehicle through which Belos is trying to you know you know, be the final villain. So it's, Plus, you know, it's like Belos perfect... is still the big evil using all the big power of the collector. I, I was the, never even as into Belos, but like the way that they've been using him in this season, like sparing and really smart. And like those scenes, like throughout this, when like there's, he's talking to like the ghost or whatever, it's like kind of this really like <sighs> weird, like chilling stuff. And I'm too. sure we want to talk about that. Cause I know we, you have your thoughts on that, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has thoughts. On that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Brian Koch, 2023. I was never really that into Bellows. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't know. about that, Brian? I feel like, well... Dude, look. I know Bellows smells horrible. Listen, I just know it. I mean, oh, he looks, as a villain mm. character, who is... I'm watching Amphibia and Owl House at the same time. I'm seeing what they're doing with King Andreas, and I'm seeing Bellows over here, and I'm like, mm, 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 King Andreas kind of up here, Bellows kind of down there. I don't know. But then Collector showed up, and everything was fixed. Yeah. So I have a question uh, that maybe someone can answer because obviously, you know, end of season one with this spell declare, let the pain be shared. And then Lilith and Ida both have some owl beast curse. So then why did Lilith's owl beast curse not go crazy? I, I literally have been talking about this for like the last three weeks to Alyssa. Why? I think they just, call, everybody forgot that Lilith also has the curse. Oh yeah. Like, I, I forgot too. So because how come Lilith never turns into owl beast? Can she turn into a harpy? Like what the fuck is going on? Mm. I would like to know. And here's the thing. Has she, okay, she's been making the elixir. So maybe she's just been like drinking. Maybe she's been testing it too. But like how come... I guess Ida's had it longer, but it's, they shared, they split it in half. So you would think, but it's like, did the yeah, the whole idea was like the be split in half. Yeah, I feel like they just don't they want to have a double feature, right? Between the it two characters, it is one creature. You're right about one thing. Mm, that's true. I don't oh. know. So I'm not right about anything else. <laughs> no, no, wow. That was no, really mean, Cadence. Carly. Cadence, nice. <laughs> you are right about everything I've ever asked you, ever. You just helped me set up this horrible garage band. There would yeah, be a little this... tick going on if it didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's this question of, like, if it's just one creature, how can the curse be split? And we did see in, uh, in I think it was Keeping Up Appearances, we saw Lilith, you know, turn into beast mode. Um, she was and so like, beautiful and large. Like, it was so From weird. that point onward, though. It, it was mentioned a few times, like, oh, I have the curse too. Lilith, Lilith for, like, the Day of Unity was like, oh, no, let me take reign's position instead of you oh, yeah. that type of thing but like it feels in general that it's not really being uh pursued yeah because you would think she would be struggling it with it worse than Ida, because yeah. Ida's had it for 30 years lilith's had it for like 
six months, girl. Right. I'd be out here shit and crying, throwing up, <laughs> not knowing what to do. Like <laughs> I don't understand. Oh my god, look at the owl pieces on my shirt. So and and he can an only answer. be on your shirt. It can't be anywhere else, as we've nowhere discussed. Else. <laughs> you want to know some a funny story about this shirt? When I got sorry, this is sad. When I got accepted into flight attendant school, my mom bought me this. I didn't even I didn't even know this shirt existed. She got off the Red Bubble. She went on the Red Bubble on her own, unprovoked, wow. searched up the Owl House, found this shirt, and sent it to me. In the this mail. is a good shirt. Like it's a good one. She picked up. Like it has everything on it. It has Lumity. There's Gus down here. <laughs> I feel like when parents pick out shirts based on shows that they know their kids watch, they, it's usually yeah. not that, like, detailed and nice Gosh, of a don't shirt. don't worry. She picked me out a really bad one, too. Oh, okay. Well. Give it and take it away. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. This is a good one, though. She did a good job. Thumbs up for me. <sighs> um, yeah, that was my question. Okay, let's carry on um, to after the title sequence. Uh <laughs> Mm-hmm. When uh, so this opens up with with Luce lying there in the in between realm, um, and this is clearly something that's going to be revisited in watching and dreaming. Does anyone have any theories as to why she was there, and no one else was? I don't know. And man. also, and also, like, is that was that thing like a Titan spirit, a time traveling king? What what's the deal? She's gonna have a scene in the about finale. The time traveling king thing. When she talks to some like large spiritual force it's gonna be a lion turtle just like i the last airbender and that'll be the <gasps> what's oh my god yeah avatar yeah and katara and amity right exactly same voice actress <laughs> you you see? Code. they're already screaming and then the last of shot prediction. of this series will be illumity sunset kits that'll right be <laughs> exactly don't say that to me don't say that to me i'll go crazy i'm sorry so what do we crazy. think that what do we think that that Titan heavy heavy breathing thing was? That was uh, I maybe I he's it, trapped. Mm. Yeah, maybe he is okay, by a Titan. I think it's King's dad. <laughs> so King's dad ain't ever coming King's home. Dad. Shut up. <laughs> or like a manifestation of the boiling isles, like the Titan mm. that is the he boiling isles. You're so smart. Oh my god. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's well, been floated a little bit that like the Titan. Uh, has some kind of like way that it does consciously exert its will especially as it was talking about like oh yeah i was trying to like hide the glyphs from bellows and easily show them to loose i i don't know if that's more an actual like a being consciously doing that as much as it is like loose like respecting the land of the titan and you know Ida kind of guiding her to like you know look closely at the island look at the snowflake all these things that she actually has the correct approach to it. I don't think it's the Titan going, yes, I like you, but I don't like you. I like this person. I mean, the Titan was alive at one point. <laughs> well, at yeah, but least. like the Titan is, is not alive anymore and so okay, probably but, not conscious. But he could be. That's also, you have to remember, that is like literally their god. So if you look in the, like, yeah. in the eyes of like a religious standpoint, there's people who genuinely believe that, I mean, God probably mm. in other people's religions talks to people and like tells them things so like maybe it's an actual god actually choosing loose 
Maybe she is the chosen one, even though no. you didn't try telling her she's no. not. No, no, absolutely not. I feel like that <laughs> would ruin the show, in my opinion. I'm just saying. I love that I'm it's just, just like she's just some person. I mean, it's in not a, a twisted way, one, she. I mean, Luce kind of is a chosen one yeah. in that she is the one who led Bellas to the Collector without realizing. Literally, but she like, chose herself. It uh-huh. wasn't a prophecy that led her to do. Like that's yeah. what. Yeah, here's the thing. There's still the. The idea she Here, I, don't know. I, I have a compromise. Listen to this. Listen. Okay, okay, Riddle this to me. Okay. Anybody else <laughs> anybody else could have been standing at that bus stop that day in front of Luce's house and could have been guiding the boy in the house. And the things that happened because Luce went there would not have happened if somebody else went there. Okay. There's I have, no way. I have a compromise. That is true. Okay. The god I... of this universe is Mildred Featherwile. Author of Good Witches or We all know my theory on Mildred Featherwild. It was loose, girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be that too. I would like that as well. What I what I want to say uh, that I think is a really vital piece of information for this whole chosen one, not chosen one, is that it is confirmed that it is a fixed timeline and that there is no free will. Um, oh. And that... Oh. And so, like, you know, you could really... You could travel, you know, forward or backward... Uh, any point in time and the titan can't decide to change something and mm. like basically it had been determined that loose was going to end up in the boiling aisles hundreds of years before she was born um so it's pretty trippy so, i mean i cannot talk about time travel it makes me irrationally mad because i can't figure it out on my own my brain doesn't yeah, work it makes that me way. angry I love time I travel. Love the time travel in this show makes me upset and confused Dude, <laughs> the time, i know the time no travel in this time show travel is, is as confusing as Milo Murphy's okay. law. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to say the exact same thing word for word that I said uh, however many months ago, which is if you want to understand time travel, do not watch Milo Murphy's Law. <laughs> Don't watch it. Don't watch it. But it's thankfully, so confusing. thankfully, the time travel in Owl House actually makes a lot of sense it because at least sense. it has a con- it has a consistent yeah. logic. Uh, which is yeah. why I, I was seeing people floating theories of like, oh, there's gonna some kind of alternate timeline. No, there are no alternate timelines in the Owl House. It's a fixed there's timeline. One timeline. Which is, I, I God, hope it will like, continue oh. to make sense because sometimes people throw these theories out there, and if they throw something, that, then I'm gonna stop understanding it. But no, no hyperbole. If if they if they are inconsistent with their time travel logic in the finale, I am going to be so angry. I will literally so never upset. willingly ever choose to watch anything about time travel it is so hard for me to understand i just feel like there's something upset. like when you introduce time travel like in season I, I don't know i feel like it might come it's back the worst into play idea you again could do. it might come back into I, play. i'd rather i really I'd rather really aliens. hope it does hmm. but like, how i really hope there's time travel in watching and dreaming and here here's my theory about it because we saw you know luce and lilith uh find the time pool which are difficult to find as we know and travel back in time and we know that those time pools open up connecting like one point in history to another very specific point in history for right. a certain amount of time. So those points could be uh, going anywhere to the past, but because they connect uh, the present to the past, they also have to connect the past to the present, and therefore they can just as easily connect the present to the future, which is why I think it's possible that a future king could have traveled back in time to the present. I got reason. it. I got it, everybody. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. You have it. You use it for emotional stakes. And you have lose because she's still committed to, like, going back home and, like, leaving the Boiling Isle is a terrible mistake. Have her see a future in which she's left. And how hard there are no would be. Timelines. And then the, Brian. I will I will I will let this slide. I will let this slide. And then she comes back and realizes that. If I have to see 
Amity Blight being all sad and widowed and heartbroken. But it's not the real oh. future. But it's not the real I future. Know, I'm I'm ruining really everything Alex me. said. It's not the real future, but it's okay because it's a oh, good Blight. character story. I don't know. Dude, <laughs> use the time travel to tell me something about the characters. Make me emotional. <laughs> then it's then it's good. Don't use it to save the day. Then I don't like it. Yeah, fuck that. If they yeah. girl, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm because there is no way we know there is no way that it's like I'm traveling back in time to save you from the bad future. Like that can't happen because no. it is a fixed no. timeline. No. So I, I don't, don't know. That. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't like that as a storytelling thing and as a within the time travel logic they've already built. That's just impossible. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the purpose would be, but it just feels very odd to like introduce time travel for one episode. Yes. And for such an important uh, character point, and then never go back to it. Okay. Any. Any other final theories on Luce in the in-between realm yes, and yes, that we weird are. floaty, breathy titan? I mean, I went to the Star versus the Forces of Evil school of making up theories, so at this point, <laughs> I just don't make up theories because <laughs> they might never come she to pass. She graduated so. with honors, nothing. you guys. I did, I did graduate with honors. It might, be. it might be just a red hair. I'm the star valedictorian, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Earlier, Cadence was talking to us about Star Versus. And I was like, Cadence, it's funny that you think that I would remember anything. Mm-hmm. She was like, Oh, but you remember the cheating plot? And then, uh, yeah, we can't, we don't plot. have time to go into that. We don't have time to unpack all of that. There was a cheating plot. Okay, we're plot done. We're no more Star Just kidding. We can talk about Star Versus later if you want, but not now. We don't. Yeah. We can't unpack it. So, anyway, so Lucy mm-hmm. uh, tumbles out of the in between realm and into the demon realm. Um, and actually this was a point I was mm-hmm. reminded with Hunter being, you know, uncharacteristically edgy and upset is that canonically Flapjack evaporated like two minutes ago. Cause this is immediately after the ending of thanks to them. Yeah. And that was the other thing that was pointed out. It was like, yeah. thanks to them ended like at, like in the evening and then they arrive in the demon realm and it's kind of, you know, daytime. And so by the time they're, you know, in the Titan head, ready to have this final battle, it probably feels like the middle of the night. Well, no, I think Luce was knocked out so for a time. while. No, it took Luce a, a no, day. it took Luce a while to get back to the demon realm. How long did it take her? Probably just like she was stuck in there for a minute or something. Is time different? Okay. They don't react like it was that long. They probably would have been freaking out. Dude, Amity was, was more than about to start, like a few minutes. I don't know. Yeah. She grabbed that bitch. Well, well, of course. If she loses, loses. She's for crazy. Like two seconds, she's a crazy person. I respect that. I respect Where's that Luce? from her. I really do. She's just like me. She's the best. She's got the FOMO a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so much. For real. For real. For real. So then we see so the uh, the squad and and Camila see all the the you know weird sparkly stuff, the purple and blue and pink world. Um, and I actually, I, oh my god, I really appreciated what the episode was doing at this point, which is that it was going to like fill in the blanks backwards, um, which I think as a strategy mm-hmm. at least, I, I really I really like that idea. Um, and then, of course, Luce, you know, staying in the human realm permanently, all that stuff. And then we see uh, Goopy Bellos make his appearance. And this is where we see the Caleb illusion uh, with a floating mm-hmm. dagger like Hamlet. Um, and I choose the word illusion. Yes, like Hamlet. Uh, very, uh, maybe maybe not illusion, I guess. Uh, why can't I think of the word? He's a ghost. Um, but you're seeing something that's not Hallucination. there. Hallucination. Hallucination. Yes, thank you, Brian. A not a ghost. Spooky, a very real <laughs> ghost. I don't care I what the Tumblr poll said. I didn't say hallucination. Where'd you hear that? <laughs> I want him to be real. Yeah, Cadence put up. Cadence and I were, were having a big fight about whether it was a hallucination or a ghost. <laughs> okay, big fight. No, well, listen. I, I I would say ghosts 
you know, are real in regards to spirits within the Alhaus world. However, I think this particular spirit is, uh, a, you know, Hamlet-style manifestation. If, I don't mm, think it's... I think it's in the mind. Maybe it's a combination of both. I think it's cooler if it's in the mind. It's, like, guilt-ridden. Yeah. See, combination of both... Uh, the knife the is real. Like, I can... Under, like, if you want to say, Objection. like... If you want to say that, like, oh, maybe witches or something, like, turn into ghosts when they die or something, fine. It's a magical world. But the fact that Caleb, like, was a human... And so if you're saying this is a ghost of Caleb, then the show is basically saying, like, ghosts are real in the human world. I mean, world why too. can't they be? It's like, ghosts I mean, can be real. I mean, they I don't could consider be. ghosts okay inherently magical. Is this like... not a safe place for ghost believers? <laughs> is this not a safe place for people who believe in spirits? <laughs> no, this is... We're just talking about okay. if they're real in the Owl House. Obviously, they're real in real life. Right. Yeah, yeah, of yeah, course, right of course. <laughs> Everyone agrees. Haven't you ever seen uh, the saying... ghost realtor episode of Nathan for you? I need to stop saying you're right about one thing. <laughs> oh, that's you such a good episode. Something correct. Because <laughs> then it makes me sound so mean. I just did it again. It's like saying, wow, for once, for you one have a time, good point. You are so smart. Cadence, <laughs> so I sent you some home <laughs> So uncharacteristically perceptive of you. Well, yeah. Oh, gosh, we have 45 Does minutes. Does anyone have any until... other thoughts about this, this Caleb? floaty situation in the Hamlet I thought it dagger. was really cool that the knife had blood on it. The Hamlet dagger? Was, I don't really think too badass. much about it. I was literally, Cadence, you read my mind. Oh, I was going to think that. I was just I was just watching. I was like, oh my god, there's blood! Girl. Work. See, that's the fun oh, yeah. thing about being an adult mm-hmm. watching like animation that's accessible to kids because that stuff hits so much harder in the places where it's like not supposed to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're like, like, yay, blood! Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, it's like bonus points. <laughs> he was killed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the fact that they have to like hide it and can't show the, you know, actual stabbing scene makes it that much more impactful. Do you want to know something right. that genuinely shocked me about this episode? Kiki Mora saying the word suicide. I was like, "Oh, oh my I god, didn't know Disney Channel cartoons can say that." I was like, I what? was like, <laughs> so I did not I wasn't like triggered or anything, girl. We know. Anyways, I was just like, "Oh my god." Like now kids are gonna know that that's a word. Like that's insane to me. Oh man, it it it, it like catches it, it like makes me. It's like a yeah, it gives me whiplash every single time because I hear it. And I'm like, oh my god, they actually said that. Work, okay. <laughs> Work off Kiki Mora. Yeah, oh, suicide mission. I guess is like the only reason in that context. Yeah, that's that it, all. I mean, there's no other. Like, yeah. Get through S and P. Yeah, that, that, that I don't usually know. gets through when they call it suicide mission. Yeah. I don't know why. Girl in the Gravity Falls day, I feel like that would not have slid. Yeah. They did not mm. let anything slide yeah, in Gravity Falls. <laughs> They're so inconsistent. It's so incredibly inconsistent with what gets through. Yeah, well. It feels like it's just someone's whims on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. I'm going to go with something. paying attention so, as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then uh, we get to the Owl House, the old abandoned Owl House with graffiti all over it and nothing left inside. The old abandoned Owl House. Old it's a, it's a it's a group call of Phineas and Ferb fans. Like this is so yeah. awful. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And another thing I didn't notice about this part until it was pointed out after on Twitter, uh, was that Hunter was you know pacing back and forth, and the other palace men were like following him around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and someone pointed out that it was possibly because they were just trying to be close to their friend Flapjack. No, oh, stop it! No, Shut stop up! It. Shut up! Shut up! You're very rude right now. You're evil for that. Right I think it's That's true. That's an evil thing that I've heard. 
You are that's, right about that. That's You're not right smart. about one thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're wrong for that one You're thing. wrong for that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Now I have another thing to think about. Yeah. All right. So I guess everyone's in agreement that that is indeed what's going on. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Um, I, I want to also touch on Willow's arc through this episode, because we've seen the, the seeds start to be planted for it here of, like, this whole thing of... <laughs> Reliable people <laughs> needing something to evil maniacal lag. Like, the seeds were <laughs> like, planted. Finally. Her whole thing is plants. It's just a good point. She's yeah. really good. You know who appreciates good puns? Brian. Word Girl appreciates good puns. Brian started watching Absolutely. Word Girl this week. And Yeah. And I appreciate Word Girl. I it's see fantastic. so much Word Girl on the timeline. And I'm always like, kids. It's my... <laughs> like, you, got, you gotta jump on the train, Carly. Come on. Hey, jump I'm, on hey, the Word Girl train. Girl, I watched all of the Word Girl when I was little. Don't get me started on the Word what, Girl. What, you did? I love okay. Word Girl. Girl! What? Word Girl, Martha Speaks, girl, super Y, bitch. I was on that. Kayden doesn't seem to know. What? I, I like don't think I really... I feel like you don't rep her enough. Yeah, Martha you speaks and speaks and speaks and speaks and speaks. Word Girl is my That's whole rough, personality rough as a kid. Rough, rough, man. Oh, girl, don't even get me. I watched the Word Girl. All right, this I want to talk about this Willow we'll arc. <laughs> Thank sorry. you, Alex. <laughs> Willow. It's okay. I want to talk about this Willow arc because the arc itself I like. Uh, I think the way it was uh, handled from a very, uh, you know, technical perspective is probably the worst part of the episode. Oh, hardcore disagree. Um, <laughs> but continue. In, in how overt it was made, like from the very, very start. This, this conversation you were talking about. <coughs> excuse me. Oh, you're going to say you don't like it? Like, Screw you, Alex. Go ahead. I'm going to say. Uh, I think it was a very, very over the top the entire way through of Willow being like, you know, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. I'll hold it together. Very, from that first piece of foreshadowing, we're like, okay, there's going to be, you know, some kind of uh, like qualitative shift by the end of the episode. And later on as well, when she like sees the picture of her dad. That's out the part. Yes. To herself, keep it in. Keep, keep it in. in. That's, like, that's too much. Okay. I agree that that is that's, too much. I think we yeah. also, but we that need is, to remember this is a, this girl is 15 show. years old. Yes. And her yeah. friend just, her friend just told her like, oh my God, you're so strong. You're amazing. Like, you're so great. She probably took that to no, her no, head. I agree. Girl, I talked to myself. Even, like, when I, think I, was, I think the feelings, hey, back when I was 15 I think the, in the feelings are extremely validated and make a lot of sense from the, from the character perspective. And I think the better way to show it would have just been to maybe like, just even just like the plants that are growing around her ankles it's like oh what's that and then we realize later on it's a manifestation of her anxiety without her having to uh kind of reveal it to the audience like vocally at several points i mean throughout she, the episode. she's known to do and that think, before like with her I, out of sight yeah. out of mind thing like she talks to herself a little bit yeah right. she kind of talks to herself it's fine. There, there are a handful of times i i can concede alex where it's like yeah the, like the keep it in, or like the like doesn't have to say i can do this as many times she does but like i think for the most part it works really well and part of it is also like there's so many characters that we're tracking in the special i understand why they need to be like listen here's what's going on with willow follow us on this journey like i can go with that and i think i have things that yeah. i certainly don't think it's the weakest part of this special i think there are other things that we could talk about that are the weakest part of the special it's not willow oh, i think i know what you're gonna say and i think i'm gonna disagree but that's okay that's okay Healthy <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see we'll I- see See, I think the fact for I think like Willow's, you know, kind of a like breakdown that's coming a little bit later on, would have been more impactful if we didn't see so obviously it was coming from a mile away. That's fair. Um, yeah. Because that's also kind of how those things work in real life. They do catch you off guard a little bit, and maybe with Willow, 
like retroactively you can see the signs rather than kind of being like all right check your watch when's it coming okay but but i will say that scene when willow gives hunter the picture in an effort to like make him feel better is one of my favorite scenes of the whole episode like because I, lo- I love that it's not this over the top scene of hunter like being like ah ripping well, up the picture literally. or having an outburst like he does early in the episode he just like sort of stares at it and like he's like kind of like dead inside a little bit and, and loose ass that like, he's moment okay. her willow knowing that she did something to hurt hunter girl and that would push me over the edge too if this person that i like yeah. was sad because i showed them a sweet little mm. picture of them smiling with a bird girl i'd go crazy yeah. too like i would start and he doesn't want to admit he's just like i don't know he's like he's so like broken in that moment yeah it's i mean like, he's it, never her, it's really like, had sad to, like he's been sad before but he's never had people care about him being sad you know so he doesn't know even how to approach the situation of talking about himself having emotions because like he didn't matter he's like five months old at this point like right i i love how that scene deconstructs what could be like a too easy happy ending of like hey we still care about you and we're all working together and like no 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 and then lucy and me are in the background and they're just blinking and smiling there's not a thought between (laughs) behind their eyes like they're just like (laughs) (laughs) Me too. <laughs> Hope this works. Blink, blink. Yeah. <laughs> friend is traumatized and his best friend of all time just died, but I'm just sitting back here. Like, it's fine. Did you all see the, uh, I think, like, a, a some kind of original pitch from 2017 with William and Paulina? Yes. Yes. I sent it to them. Paulina's so cute. I love that scene where oh. she's like, oops, I can fix that. Oops, oops. It's so yeah, I've yeah, watched that was it. Funny. It scratches an itch in my brain. Like something about that scene is just too good. It's too good. If and she was named Paulina, like this show would not be popular. I'm sorry. But Pauline, like guys, I like I I disagree a little bit with that. Everyone's like, that she was, looks so that was much an more like a willow. It's like, like yeah, uh, yeah. She looks more like a willow because that's the name that she has. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. Like, come she on. Stupid yeah, thing. exactly. And then and then we'd see the pilot and it'd be like Willow and we'd be like, Willow? Oh my god, what were they thinking? No, <laughs> I'm, stupid. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but I do hate the name Paulina. <laughs> it is it's like so. a Why? I don't it's not as <laughs> okay, it, it doesn't have as much like sweetness as Willow. That's I like fair. Willow that's better. Fair. Willow it fits obviously yeah. it, there's more meaning behind the name. <laughs> there's a reason but, why you know. we all prefer the name Willow. Like <laughs> But like like we wouldn't like like if you hear the name Amity, it's not like, you oh. know, you're not like exactly because that's her name it doesn't but that name doesn't like it's not like a wordplay like willow but like it's still her name and we don't think it's any lesser in the same way we wouldn't think paulina is any lesser anyway anyways willow is a wordplay wordplay yeah plant weeping willow a willow is a plant yeah (laughs) i don't know if you're kidding i don't know if you're joking yeah i am joking you're really a good actor thank god (laughs) (laughs) no now everyone's gonna be listening to this podcast like the curly girl's really stupid she can't pick up on sarcasm well i'm sorry no no i wait i actually did i say i am joking because i'm not joking (laughs) no stop stop it stop it this is gaslighting no no, wait is a willow a, a type of plant i'm looking this up now do it. I mean, there's a tree. I'm not falling we- for it again. There's a tree called weeping. <laughs> They're gaslighting it's a bug. us. It's not a plant. What are you even talking about? Your mama. It's a what, bug. Are you, what are you talking you, about? Get, get, your mom. Dang, no, the conversation's no, over. Oh, a tree. Happening. The weeping willow tree. Is that what you're talking about? We're talking yeah, about Alex absolutely. Is gaslighting okay. us. Never heard of that before in my entire life. <laughs> what? That's why willow's called. We need to get on with the podcast. Move on. I didn't know that. Okay. I did not know that. Okay, anyway. Next up 
is a scene that we can go through fast, except for one important thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the scene uh, where Amity and Ghost go to visit Luce and her palisman egg up on that you know, Great upper scene. floor. Great little scene. And the thing really I want to point out uh, is that Amity explicitly says, remember what the Bat Queen said. We go first, which is showing that this show's crew has not forgotten about the Bat Queen. Yes. And it leads me to believe we will thankfully finally see the Bat Queen again in the finale, which we better. I don't know. Can they afford to pay Isabella Rossellini again? I don't know. Well, they better. (laughs) They better be scraping the insides of their pockets because I need to see her again. (laughs) (laughs) Bring her back. That is the Titan's Palisman, and I would like to see her again. I kind of feel like they put that line in there to be like, yeah, the Bat Queen's actually not coming back. But we, we didn't forget about the Bat Queen, but like, her, you know. But we're not going to show you guys oh. her again. Yeah. I don't know, well, Alex. I don't I, look, I just I don't want you to get your hopes up in case it doesn't happen. That's how I felt. <laughs> because about. then where is the Bat Is the Bat Queen one of the collector's dolls now? Off screen. Maybe yeah, she's uh, the, yeah, a doll, she's I guess. Hiding. Yeah. She's yeah. hiding. In the bargain bin. No. <laughs> That? Because I think the implication is that like everything on the Boiling Isles now has turned into a doll except for those hiding at Hexide. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Which like I don't understand how they're all safe, but because you know, they wrote, it's okay. you remember they wrote they wrote the sign that said, uh, like what does it say? It's, there's like no one alive in here. Like we love the collector. <laughs> like, right. I guess so. I just feel like it's. I feel like the stakes should be a little bit higher. In I don't know. I think those kids are. are really, really taking care of themselves in there. I, as they much, are, as, much but... as Basha is a shit piece of horrible, she is kind of keeping them safe a little bit, uh, even though we she talk about sucks Basha. at it. I hate Basha. <laughs> um, See, Carly, I think you're incorrect that Basha is the one keeping them safe. I think I they're know. keeping themselves I mean, safe. Hey, I'm giving her a little bit of credit. She's trying her best. I'm not. I'm giving not giving Basha a single ounce of credit. I hate her so um, much. But anyway. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, I'm the Basha. I like what they did with Basha in this episode. I have thoughts about it that we could get into. Well, first, can we I talk like about that scene where Luce and Amity are sitting in Eva's bedroom, and yes. Amity kisses yes. Luce on the head, and then Luce turns away from all of her affections all the time because she feels like she doesn't deserve them. <laughs> Let's talk about That's that. That's heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking and true. Poor yeah. Luce. Owie. Poor little Binky. I wish to yeah. hold her and hold and like give her a pat on the top of the head and give her a kiss on the forehead like a mother. Yeah, I just love her so much. I died, sorry. Yeah. I don't really have anything else to add to that. You That's nailed it all. That's all I had to say. Thank you. You're right about one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Can that be the name of the episode? <laughs> You're right about one thing. Because everyone will be watching, like, what's going to be the one thing? And there'll be so many one things. <laughs> so we'll have so to keep listening. There's so many things that everybody's right about. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. So then we get Hunter shouting, it's Eden King. And they, they you know, that's really funny by the way yeah yeah camila her tears are like moving exactly the same way that luce's tears moved in the pilot very funny we gotta Um, save some money (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, the animation yeah Yeah, so then here's our you know we finally see uh the collector after these you know two months or so have passed and we get to start filling the blanks in on what's actually going on such a cool scene puppets running around the collector and King fly in on the little, you know, starship. Awesome. And King's in his little, you know, collector getup. Absolutely amazing. Beautiful scene. And this, at this point, I was like, really, I talked up when we were talking about thanks to them a few months ago. I talked about a few different scenes in the episode, which made my jaw drop. This was one yeah. of two, I would say, in For the Future. I was just like so zoned in on King the Collector, trying to pick up on every single detail of what was going on. And the collector, when he's 
said, I will save the day or whatever, light glyph go. And he's yeah. and he was using the light glyph like loose. Um and basically reenacting the intruder, more or less, season one, episode four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's super cinematic. I love, as you said, how we see it through, you know, their eyes, having not, having not uh, had any for- prior understanding of what was going on here, and we're seeing it for the first time with them. And just, I feel like it gets also closer to this idea of, like, you know, Collector wants to play Owl House, and there's, like, sort of a meta-contextual nature to that, of, like, they're putting on the show, and it's, like, sort of the surface-level version of the show that we've seen, where it's, like, well, we need this character, we need, like, the cranky mentor figure, you know, we need the, and, like, mm-hmm. it's just, I, I think it's so interesting, because it's, like, if I, I, I run with this theory a lot that the Collector's, like, a little bit, <laughs> I, and I don't think this is going to be as much true going forward in the show, but I feel like, at, at least at first, the Collector's sort of a metaphor for disney coming in and being like you need to wrap the show up in three episodes <laughs> and so it's just real. like it's turning into a more child wanting to turn it into the the owl house into this more like childish kiddified version of itself that needs to be rebelled oh, against you're that's so my smart. yeah meta contextual i had not thought of that part yeah i know I was, the show has been very kind of uh quietly meta about things like uh even with like the good witch's aura like you know loose's love for fantasy and fiction and how it itself is you know fantasy and fiction um i'm still like i haven't totally worked out my thoughts on like uh what the purpose of that like self-reference is and if it's going to be like kind of tied together in a way in the finale oh my god i feel like they already are i feel like the whole thing with like learning to embrace being a nerd i mean we could get into that when we get to like the big camilla and Luz scene but like i have a Mm -hmm. lot of thoughts on that um, and how I feel like it's very intentional of the lesson being learned there to, yeah, embrace, embrace the magic, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yes, yeah, so we find out that Ida is being played by Tara Snapdragon. Yeah. And I had, Ooh. I had like totally forgot about Tara and I saw that I was like, did they like give Ida some kind of like aging potion? Is this <laughs> what I'm looking at? <laughs> the show has like a lot of characters. And then Tara had like a dead yeah. Sonic on her head. Yes. <laughs> I think Sonic about it every time. Like I can't get over it. And uh yeah, so this is where, you know, so the collector turns Tara into a puppet when she's all mean about it. Um and then this is where you find out that King is telling the collector, Oh, we can't, you know, use Ida for our game because her curse is still in effect mm-hmm. uh which we find out later is uh, a big fat lie. She's down Big with the sickness. <laughs> she is lying, though. I I found out that Ida's kids have lying problems, but that's okay. Sometimes you just need to lie sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Those are my dumb kids. <laughs> yeah, they are kind of dumb. I love them so much. <laughs> now, where are we at? Where are we at? We're at... Oh, we get to see Mama Dahlia! Do you want to know what's so funny? I Mama think about this every Dahlia. time I see her. Not yet. No, can no, I just mention something about her? Can I just time. mention something about Go her? Something so funny is that she didn't want to be a mom so bad, and she left being a mom to just become one again. <laughs> Loser! Loser. I hate that bitch. <laughs> I hate Odalia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I saw I was like, oh, of course, of course. But in a minute, because first we see Metholomew, and I was, I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked to see Metholomew. You have no idea. I know. All these people... All these people talking about, oh, I'm a Tholomew, I'm a Tholomew, oh, I'm a Gustholomew, all these things, you know. <laughs> and then 
I'm here. You're know, like, how many times have we seen Bartholomew? Like twice ever. We're not gonna see this this little boy again. I was, there he I was. was one of. The, I was fearful. I was. I was in fear. I was thinking that I would never I was, see I him again. I was not expecting. I was not expecting to see. But I was. This is, this so is the best surprised. he's ever been. <laughs> Let's be clear. He's he he really funny in this episode. <laughs> see, I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch his other appearances because th- this does not feel like the same character, which I think I think kind of makes sense in a way because. Even just his dumb little line, I went from Metholomew to Mandholomew. It's like he had to take it upon himself uh, with Gerbo a little bit to kind of, you know, yes. try to organize some kind of, you know, resistance to Basha and did have to mature along the way in a short amount of time. No, so the I off-screen think... growth, I feel like, really works for the character because it's yeah. played up for comedy, but also, like, you're like, oh, that's really nice. And, yeah, I mean, look, him and Gus, I don't know. I mean, they've been set- they've been setting that up for a while. It's been in the background, but... Mm, I don't know. I, I don't know Gasalmiel. how much it'll be in the forefront. Gasalmiel now. was my, my my little. I love them so bad. I need. Listen, them there's here. a reason that they paralleled their scenes with Luz and Amity in in that one season two episode. Don't even really get me important. started. Don't yeah. even get me started on all that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now that I know Mithalmiel is not so annoying anymore, I'm in favor of it. You know what? <laughs> there we go. Mithalmiel steady nice. since day one. Mm. And this is also, man. I was so so glad to finally get clarity on what happened after Labyrinth Runners because this was something I talked mm-hmm. about yeah. um, and a, f- a few months ago. It was I'd, I'd, uh, I was like, what happened? Because Labyrinth Runners ended with Hunter being like, all right, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm about to tell everyone you know, what the whole deal is with the Day of Unity. And then the rest of season two, we never hear from Hexide again. And I was yeah. like, oh, they're going to organize some kind of you know, resistance or something. We hear nothing. And I was so worried they were just going to like drop that and like leave that thread hanging. And now we see what happened was that they just let all the students camp out in the school. Uh, kind of selfish, I have to say. You know, I, we'll let everyone else die as long as we're safe here in the, in the school. You can only save but so that's many another people. question. <laughs> yeah, that's a, Poor that's, Principal that's a whole Bump other... getting taken out. Bam. Yeah, Bump got, I got taken out. I think that was, I think Principal Bump being taken out was like, everyone was like, holy shit, like, we cannot win this battle. <laughs> we just literally need to sit here. That's Imagine yeah, I being a I feel bunch like of kids. Plus, it's, it's these, very, yeah. these high schoolers are having to take care of literal kindergarteners. Girl, they had to become parents. They had to become right. aunts and uncles and shit. Like, I'd be, I'd be only saving myself too. Like, damn. It's no. very yeah, clever. If Principal how Bump quickly, had managed not to yeah. get turned into a puppet, this would have been an entirely yeah. different story. It would have been. It's but... very clever how quickly they roll through that exposition. But I also feel like I would have, I would have loved to see them spend more time on like, you know them trying to defend and him getting taken because that, that's so, it's so sad like i want to let that be a bigger moment mm-hmm. yeah yeah i agree for sure that's something that it would have been nice because at first when they started that flashback you don't even realize it's a flashback and you're like oh there's principal bump again oh wait this is like two months i ago. literally thought Prin- okay when i saw the spoilers before i watched the episode i thought principal bump was like dead like i thought he died no. and i was like me and tiana were literally crying in the line no. of rock and roller coaster and another spoiler <laughs> that we saw was like when when camila saw king for the first time she was like okay Linda. like and she was like blushing yeah. so the person who originally got the leak like posted that screenshot and was like oh rain has some competition for ida and i was like what? What? Like, what? I that person chose violence. That was so evil. It was so evil because I was like, ah! <laughs> Liz is gonna have two moms. 
was like, I'm so happy. No. That's vile. That's vile evil. to make us think that that it was, was happening. It was so evil. <laughs> wow. That was too much hype. I don't even know. I gotta say, Camila, best character in this season. I love Camila. That's, I'm, I'm throwing down the gauntlet. Yeah. My, I would have to go with Collector number one, personally. That's but, fair. I mean, That's fair. They're uh, the top two, yeah, kind of. I had to go with Joe. <laughs> Carly, we don't and have Hootie. time oh, Joe? for that. Actually, Hootie's my number one. Hootie's always my number one in my heart. <laughs> Hootie's your number one for the season three? Hootie barely yes. does anything in this season so far. <laughs> okay, he, ha- he has the best scene in the entire show, but anyway, in the entire season. Um, but, okay. okay, anyway, let's carry on. So we, we find New Hexide, a smelly disaster town, society on the brink of collapse, and mm. we find out that Basha is uh, in charge. Um, and this is, uh, yeah, so actually, I wanted to, so yeah, we can focus on this for now. Because in the moment, I know some people are kind of like, oh, are we really going through, like, is the path to the collector really Basha and Kikimura? Is this really what we're, what's going on here? And upon reflecting a little more, I think it makes so much sense because this is how the real world works. Like, when there is a power vacuum and no kind of, you know, organ like organized force to, like, take control, that is where you get these kind of, you know, Bonapartist figures like Basha. Uh, with her army of, you know, Kikimura and the robot or whatever, um, to basically have, you know, uh, an army dictator, a military dictatorship. Uh, and like, that's what happened after the French Revolution, and that's what's happening here in the Boiling Isles after Bellos kind of disappears. And, and this, like, you know, who's in charge and there's no kind of organized force ready to, to step into power. Um, and what happens when you have, you know, something like that is then all of a sudden Mytholomew and Gerbo and the, the force of the the peasants or whatever trying to you know organ to create an organization to establish power themselves um and you know kind of you know go face face off with the collector or anything so it makes total sense that there is when the entire city the entire society is crumbled and all that's left is basically high schoolers that you know the high schooler uh who wants power the most grabs it when she gets the chance i'm about to blow your mind alex okay because the okay. thing about the connection between, and, and I'm talking about from like a thematic level, between the Collector and Basha in this episode, what is so cool about it is that what is the Collector doing in this special? The Collector's molding the world in their own image, trying to make everyone be these puppets that act out exactly in the way that they want. And what does Amity say to Basha? I can't be who you want me to be, Oof. Basha. Because that's what Basha's trying to do as well. Basha's trying to, like, mold the school of Hexide into being in the image of what she wants it to be. And the same Collector's trying to do that with the whole rest of the world. That's the way in which they're connected. So, I agree. I think it's really good. Co- I wish they leaned into that a little bit more. I wish I saw a little bit more of, like, Basha, like, trying to, like, control stuff. Like, and, like, really, like, you know, not just, like, being in the basement. Like, being, like, like all, like, super dictatory or whatever. <laughs> Like, throughout mm-hmm. everything. Um, but I think it's really awesome and super interesting. You're so real for that. Personally. Personally, you're right. I know. Some people are like, oh, Basha. Why you're right Basha about one thing. Like, that's why she's in this episode. Basha's in love with Amity. <laughs> that's oh, what Carly, I got. Were you, were you saying something? I could barely hear you. I just said Basha's in love with Amity. That's what I got from she that She is. Scene. It's finally canon! Oh, okay. 
But guess what? Amity's got a girlfriend. <laughs> Boo, Basha. I hate your ass. Die. I had started thinking of this, and like any sport in the store, when Basha was like, "You're not cute." To, uh, She's to jealous. Still more friends than you. That's, girl. that's peculiar. Yep. That's a strange yep. thing to say. She's a little bit it was jelly, interesting you know to say. What I mean. She probably isn't probably consciously like, aware of it, though. Yeah, I, yeah. That's my theory. Yeah, she probably is. I mean, why else would she be, like, so, like, possessive and, like, I don't know, weird about Amity without, like, having some sort of, I don't know, little schoolgirl crush on her? Like, I just... Right. very, very, very feel, weird behavior. Yeah. Her, her other role in this special, I feel like, is to be the stand-in for, like, OG Amity, especially in, like, the scenes with Willow. Like, I feel like she's standing in as, like, she's the one saying that, like, the half of witch stuff, and, like, that's a way to resolve some of that tension that Willow had with Amity in the past, but through this character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Uh, and actually, right after uh, we find out that Tholomew has been his last name the whole time, uh, yes. we cut back to... Uh, to Bellos, Goopy Bellos, uh, crawling exhaustedly to his little laboratory. And he says something very interesting here, which is there has to be one left, um, which made me realize something I hadn't, I didn't think we knew at all, which is that there is like a finite amount of Grimwalkers you can make of one person. I had assumed it was, you could just kind of like recycle, I don't know, the bone over and over again or something like that. But I guess you actually, there's only so much Grimwalker you can make out of someone. True, because how many is why bones last are in the human like body? 200 something. Like, like 206. 200 yeah. Yeah, so he could only make 200 something. Wow, that's a low number. He's been around for four Is it implied years? that he's Clones. made that many? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, he can only make I was many. really scared. I really <laughs> thought that we were actually going to have zombie bellows. And I was like nope nope mm. Mm, nope and then it didn't work and i was like oh thank god because i wouldn't have been able to handle that yeah yeah you i thought also i was so sure we were we were gonna see like you know real hunter and then bellows inside Ugh. of a caleb grimwalker body i mean it, um, i'm glad it didn't happen but that also would have been so cool but then you know what we did get um yeah owie heart hurdy oh owie heart hurdy yeah like y'all how many times is Rain going to either lose control of their body or were meant to think that they did? It's very upsetting. And you want to know what sucks so yeah. bad? Is the reason that Hunter survived the, the Bellows abduction, <laughs> the Bellows possession, is because he had his palisman to save him. Mm, yes. Rain oh, no. doesn't have Harley. One. True, true. Mm. So is Rain... I know, I but this Eda's is going to share the curse guys. with them. Is and Rain then... going to die? Because Rain they is not okay. They haven't shown. I know they're not going to kill anybody off. I know it's a Disney show, whatever. But what palisman is going to sacrifice themselves for Rain? Listen, the Bat Queen. Because we obviously need something to save them. The Bat Queen. Yeah, but Bat no, Queen but I there. think that the reason that That'd Hunter cool. was like dead well, was because he like drowned, I... like. And I, 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 oh, I forgot about that. I'm sorry. That's not funny. Yeah. But yeah, that's the other thing. I guess. But still, <laughs> I just have very sad, sad, sad feelings about Rain. No, Rain. Like, I understand. Caden, stop yeah. me if I if I brought this up on the thanks to them episode because I might have and I don't remember this idea of because when Flapjack you know went to kind of dissolve into Hunter. He kind of did so, like, very, like, solemnly and deliberately, like, you know, I know what yeah. I must do type of thing. And I wonder if Flapjack 
had the opportunity to like save Caleb 400 years uh. ago and like Owie. didn't do it and regretted oh. it for like you know 400 years. Oh. Oh. Why no. would you say that? <laughs> oh, why would you say that? Which is oh. which is why it was such an easy decision for him to oh. like save Hunter. It this makes time. too much sense. My it makes heart. an upsetting amount of sense. This is so yeah. bad. Oh my god, I'm done. I'm done. I'm ending this. <laughs> that was bad. Oh my god, that's so sad. That's so real though. Yeah. Like I understand why they do a thing with Rain in this episode because I feel like they want to give Rain some more screen time in the season, but I feel like it shouldn't have been Rain. I, I feel, feel like, like Bella should have Adalia. taken control. They should kill that. Well, it could have been Adalia, like they tease in the episode, out was but I so feel like good. there's another character. It was a great fake out, but I Me? feel like there's another character that Bella's could have taken control of that was actually has no agency of their own and is just a mindless underling of Bella's. I think this is how Kiki Morris should have been. But that would, I don't know. See, I completely disagree. Because the, I think the reason Bellos is using Rain, Rain is because Bellos wants to use someone who's well liked. Yeah. Um, and also. You can... even see you even see when he was, uh, when he had possessed Hunter, and thanks to them, that he had said to Luce, like, you're not even trying, you don't want to hurt him. So I think he knows no one's going to have any qualms about, like, you know, fighting Odalia or Kiki Mora. Um, and he wants to be, you know, in, the, in a body that no one is actually going to want to hurt. Right. In the finale, that will make sense. But as as far as, far as this episode is concerned, like, it, with Collector, it doesn't matter. You could just use whatever vessel. But, yeah, if they if they use it, and I'm sure they'll use of, like, Ida being like, I can't fight you. So, like, then Rain's it'll Rain's going to be saved by off. the kiss of true love. Next. Listen, <laughs> Rain, Rain will be. Look, part of it is just, for me, what I was alluding to earlier, which is, like, Kiki Moore, like, like, I'm sorry. Her voice actress does a great job. It's not her fault. I just do not like Kiki See, Mora the funny thing about Kiki If he brings Mora, the episode down, I'm sorry. The funny thing is, I know Carly, you're saying you didn't recognize her. But I recognized her I voice right away. Oh my God, I didn't. That's so funny. I didn't know until after Lou said, no, no, but not you. Kiki Mora shares a voice <laughs> actress you. with Tiki from Miraculous Ladybug, who is like the little... Kwame that gives her her superpowers so I'm very Kwame. acquainted with her I voice her and voice. I was like oh my god Tiki oh my god Kiki Mora it's Kiki Mora oh Kiki Mora it's, it's really Kiki it's a Kiki. really great voice it's just this character I feel like I don't know I understand it's like the fight before the big boss but like I don't know I, See, I think it's, it's, very, it's giving meh it's giving meh <laughs> it's very similar like narratively though to Basha and that is this thing where like you know She's always been this extremely, you know, power-hungry creature, and now is like this chance for her to actually grab it. So, that's why Which, she yeah makes herself if, an obstacle. I guess so, but I feel like it was a lot more interesting with Basha because we saw like her sort of messed up feelings bubble to the surface with Amity, and it was like, oh, you see how this is a very flawed person. Whereas with Kiki Moore, it's just like I don't know, she'd be evil, I guess. Which like fair enough. Yeah. I know that's the point they've been making with her of like. She can't be redeemed, which like I like that as a lesson, but I don't know. I feel like once we got that across, we <laughs> people didn't know can't what else change. To do with her. Yeah, people can't change anyway. <laughs> here she is, still static, not changing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right, you guys, we had to, we had to, we had to speed yeah. run this next couple questions because we gotta go. <laughs> okay, we're not gonna be done by eight thirty. I we're probably gonna have to do this last portion um with a smaller number of people. All right, let's just try to then get let's through. Finish let's finish this just... up. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay, so. Um, then we have the, so the collector. I really like the line "rocks fire gravity," so I just wanted to shout that out. Um, nice. And I don't know if you noticed uh, the collector told Odalia take those back to the collection room. So you know the collector mm. still 
collectors do be <laughs> collecting. Um, and then we get the bedtime scene. Um, One where I think, oh, this was honestly, I think it just goes to show how much I love this collector plot that every time we were back at Hexed, I was like, I want to see more collector. Yep. Um, same, same. Yeah. And then I think the, this line really shows well, just like what the collector is all about of the, you know, put the losers on the moon so what they can hold their breaths that it really just all comes down to a lack of understanding of yeah. like, what he's actually doing. Uh, mm. And then we see the, the, the collector poem, we get our collector lore. Ooh, uh, collectors live Lord. long. We watch things pass. To preserve, to observe, we must amass. What flies, what swims, be it predator or prey, seal them up so that they never fade. Then there's, you know, the crossed out line about meddling in our affairs and scorching the air. Um, and because this collector just wants to play and make friends. Um, yeah, Not so... as bad as collector could have been, which is so interesting to show that to the audience, to be like, hey, look, I mean, it could be worse, <laughs> you know? Yeah, this is the nice collector. This is the nice one, yeah. And it's already this bad. It's this, it's yeah. this much of a disaster. The stakes are this high. I mean, do we think nice more one. collectors are going to come back in the last episode? Like, Ooh, boy. Maybe. See, what I cool. was inferring was that all the Titans were wiped out. I don't want them to take more screen time. That's true. I think Carly yeah, The I third bill had a video, uh, which I think... Ooh, I like the third bill. <laughs> yeah. The... <laughs> they need okay, 60 okay. minutes. Uh, so before, before, before Carly and Cadence have to leave... Um, I will let them talk about Hunt Low and Lumity. Oh, um, yes. But wait, first, I just have one more thing I want to say, which is to finish the point I was already just making about the third Bill video, uh, in which he uh, has a uh, a thought that I agree with, which is that the Titans and the Collectors basically wiped each other out in some kind of Titan Collector War, oh. and all that was left was the baby Titan King and the baby Collector, the Collector, oh. which is why they're both, you know, so lonely. And sad. Oh wait, I love that. Like it's sad, but it's so tragically beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, Huntlow. Um, okay. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Kaden. Okay. So I saw one post. I don't remember where it was from, but it was kind of talking about how Willow has been suppressing her emotions, and she finally, you know, has that scene in the end where. She's, like, breaking down and, like, losing control, which is super relatable, by the way. Willow is very relatable. She's just like me for real. Um, And Hunter kind of, they just, Hunter and Gus encourage her to let it all out. And that's when she finally, like, admits she misses her dads and, and everything. And mm. then in the very next scene, that is when we see Willow blush at Hunter for the first time. So it's, like, part of what she was suppressing was mm -hmm. her feelings for Hunter. Mm. So once... She's given permission mm. to, like, feel those mm. things. It's like she's probably had the feelings, but she just didn't understand what they were. That makes me sick. Until <laughs> that Very moment. Good, and, like, it's so, it's so sweet. I love it. So, ah, like, I could just scream that and cry. That makes me so sick. The scene at the That's end, exactly of right. course, the... You, thanks for what you said back there. You're important to me, too. And, like, they hold it, like... They, <laughs> People yeah. died of happiness. Do you think? Do you think they could be a good couple? Yes. Or no? <laughs> yes. You are talking. And the face too. that Hunter makes in that moment is. I know. I'm kidding. The self-proclaimed so CEOs of Huntlow and Lumity, like. Yes, we are. No, Carly yeah. said I was the CEO. I, I love Huntlow. That's that's oh. that's Cadence's name in my phone. Yeah, yours is CEO of Lumity. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Both very based. Shows. Well, and it's just the. I still maintain the theory. I still maintain the theory that somehow 
Bellows, you know, seeing Hunter and Willow together in the finale is going to cause him to achieve, to unlock some kind of new levels of anger of Caleb Evelyn. Honestly, I'd be all, I think that would be so, like, <laughs> Dude, no, I can just okay. I really can just imagine. And then I can Lilith really just imagine to- Willow and um, Willow and Hunter kissing, and like they literally <laughs> just start, just, just, just can like basically confess to each other. And Lucy and Abdi are like, "What the fuck? Is that easy? Like what? <laughs> I missed a lot. Yeah, I missed yeah. a lot. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Also, that scene where. In like what is the time travel one where Lilith says like stay mad, they all collectively tell Bellows stay mad and after they punch him they through the it. face. That's the next morning Mark comic. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, with I, Bellows. Yes, punch him. Wait, 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 wait! I was supposed say to say it. something about say the punching it. through the face. Thank you. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the scene where Willow says um, she wants to punch Bellows straight through the face, and she's like, I mean, literally, I'm gonna punch him through the face. That was such a, a Marco Diaz thing for her to say. Because Marco from Star punched a villain straight through the chest because um, he thought the Star was dead and he was so sad that he punched the villain who killed her straight through the chest. And that is why I stand well, Marco we know and that I the stand fan, Willow. This, I the, love them both. Um, I think Willow should be allowed to punch him. We know that the people who wrote this show are Star Versus fans because the other page of the collector's book was about Eclipsa. So. Yes! Right, right. Oh my god, mm. but wait, people online... <laughs> They were thinking like, oh my gosh, this leaked thing. It's like a thing. There's a prophecy. Of no, this, literally. And I'm reading it. I'm like, that no, just literally. sounds like Star like versus one... the Forces of Evil. This no, is Star versus I read, the like, Forces two of Evil. Words, and I was like, be serious now. Be a little bit serious. Because... And I'm like, come on, y'all. And then it was Star, and I was like, Kee! the person was like, uh, I love you guys, Star that so person bad. tweeted. They were basically like, you guys are literally stupid. <laughs> this is just Star versus the Forces of Evil shit. Like that's so rich. That's so real. I have a question I wonder... to answer before she mm. leaves. <laughs> Which what? is, what do you think is going to happen to lose an Amity at the end of the show? Ow! Don't get me started on this because, here's the thing, they're not going to break up. And you know how, do you, do you see how much happier Luce became after she not. told her mom that she doesn't actually want to leave the demon realm? And her mom was yes. like, oh, blah, 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 whatever, yes, whatever. Yes. That cute, beautiful, amazing scene. She gets yes. her talisman. She was so much happier after that. Even though life still sucks, she was still heavier. And she didn't turn away from Amity's yep. affection. So they were all holding hands yep. and nuzzling yep. each other's faces and shit. They are in love. Yes. And also, another thing, string bean yes, hatching is, from mm-hmm. from their little egg and then nuzzling yes. against Amity's cheek and then <laughs> flying past everybody else. It yes. shows that Luce still does love yeah. Amity. And like, it's not gonna fade and Luce is not gonna leave. And they are they are staying together forever. Yes, forever. 100%. I just, I wanted yes. you to Thank have the opportunity for letting to silence me have that all the Because they are the, the truth. Yeah. My dog is scratching at my door. He wants it so <laughs> bad. Bentley! <laughs> Lumity hater. Know, he wants to talk about them so bad. <laughs> Denier. Um, no, I really, I think things are going to turn out very beautifully for Luce and Amity. And I think they're going to get their sweet little, my, my cat was in here. My God, it's ghosts. He was hiding. Yeah, literally, he was literally hiding. Um, I think that Luce and Amity are gonna stay together for a long time, and I don't think anything's gonna mess them up, like at all. Like I think they're gonna have their sweet little "I love yeah. you" moment. They're gonna kiss, and it's gonna be so cute, and everything's gonna be amazing for them. Yes. So I have yeah. no fear. I 100%. have no fear at all. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, me either. While you're still here, I think we probably we should talk about that that palisman scene, that Luce and yes. Camilla scene, um, with uh, you know. 
all I've ever wanted is to to be understood, blah blah blah, all that type of thing. I had one kind of most beautiful line and shot of the episode. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had I had one great uh, I had one note about it that I wanted to find. While you find um, it, I'll I can talk about it, which is that it's my favorite scene in the episode. Huh. When Camila is telling Luz about all the mistakes that she's made, because the first ones are these really, really funny jokes, and then it hits like a truck when she says the thing about moving close to the hospital, and you know how that ended? So devastating. And then leading into the reveal about how she should have followed the astral oath, and like this thing of like, she's not only a secret nerd, but just how real that nerd stuff is to her. Like, it's the same thing of when she tells Liz in the end of thanks to them of, like, a good witch always has to have her hat. It's legitimizing this belief in magic, this belief in fantasy. Like, so, like, yes. which is such a cool thing to validate because Liz was thinking that all of that would have to fall apart. Some of it does. Some of it gets deconstructed, like the Chosen One stuff. But this core idea of, like, how you can have, like, this magical, like, fun in your life and a lot of that coming through fandom and, you know, Camilla embracing that herself with, like, the, you know, oh, you really beamed us up, eh, oh, Bailey, you know, like, it's oh so, God, it's I'm so nice. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm crying. That's so, yeah. that's, that's an yeah. excellent point. And yeah. my note actually was that I thought this scene validated a theory I had about thanks to them, which Cadence disagreed with, but I guess we can open that discussion up again. I thought that Camila's dream was not exactly her remembering things that had happened, but her uh, remembering what she wished she had done and wishing she had stood up for loose in those situations. Um, oh. At the, like, at the, the play auditions, at the, the park, you know, and that she regretted not having done that. And when she said, in, you know, in this episode today, like, I didn't, I should have protected you, and I didn't. I think that was, I think that supports my, my <laughs> That makes me sick to my know. stomach. There is tears. Camille's you the see best this? character of the season. There's tears in my eyes right now. <laughs> there is. No, there is. I can God, confirm. This is awful. <laughs> I can confirm for this the listeners. This is listener. awful, you guys. Yes. She's still a good mom. Jeez. She's still such a good mom. She's so good. I can't, like... I all the all the haters better Camila be done haters now. don't interact like, because sick. I will go crazy. Just get out of here. Those are that's an extinct they better, breed. They better yeah. be extinct. They better, they better be. be extinct, they better be. They will be when I'm done with them. <laughs> Yikes, Brian. <laughs> okay, okay, we gotta wrap this up. Nice. We gotta wrap this up. <sighs> okay, I think so. We'll wrap up the four-person portion, but we will. Okay carry on with a smaller number to go through That's everything right. we didn't cover yet um so uh cadence are you sticking around for a little longer or are you do you have to leave down too uh yeah i'm gonna leave when carly does so it's more of a smooth transition <laughs> mm. okay yeah. all right so did carly and cadence i guess do you have any final thoughts final things to say final um, uh, any big predictions about watching and dreaming uh before um, you bid goodbye for me, I I don't know. I try not to make predictions because I always end up disappointed. I'm just excited to see the story wrapped up. Okay, I do think that the collector is going to be like adopted by like Ida or like he and and he and King are gonna be besties and real friends. Cause the collector, I feel like, is it seemed just like that scene the jealousy that the collector has of Luce. I think he's kind of like used to never being like someone that would be picked to be a friend i don't know like or he's never the first choice so i think like i don't know i want him to like him and king to be buddies and i mean king and Luz yeah. are also still buddies of course Luz and the collector playing together like pl Aww. i just want the collector Please. to like 
be happy and I want Bellows to um be gone. Um if you've seen the episode of Star vs. Forces of Evil Toffee, I think that is what should happen to Bellows. That's what I think should happen to him. Um <laughs> Yeah. You know, pole gets dropped on him, turns out you're dead, all that all that fun stuff in that star episode <laughs> that Carly t- probably doesn't remember. Um and Alex doesn't know what I'm talking about. Brian knows. Blocked Brian out. knows. Um yeah. and I think uh Rain and Ida are going to kiss and that loosen him and he'll say I love you and that maybe Hunter yeah. and Willow will have a look that's kinda like, We're not there yet, but um But bitch we will then, be uh, Gustalum Gustalum Gustal- 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 we even so talked about it's actually the okay, fiction. the, the Gustal- that's been very, very much speculated is actually gonna be Gus and, and Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Oh, man. My dog is going nuts, you guys. Carly, do you have any, any predictions? Oh I God, just wait. believe that, 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 I just believe that Luce and Amity are going to stay together forever, and there is going right. to be a wedding at the end of the show, and I don't know if it's going to be, like, an aged-up, Bailey, stop! <laughs> it's gonna be an aged up Lumity wedding, or if it's gonna be Rada. But I'm really feeling Rada as much as I want Lumity. I really would love to see a Rada wedding, and I would love to see all the kids running around being feral, going crazy at this wedding. I'd be so happy. My heart and being be kids so for once, like they've yes, always like finally, they, like they haven't gotten to be able to be kids. I love how much so... throughout the show they make a point of like they're just kids. They shouldn't have to be they're dealing with. They're literally children. They're newly born. Yeah. My but... prediction: I still think Hootie is going to sacrifice himself no. and save the day. Uh, Shut up. Talk about that when I leave. Look at my tattoo. This is not. This is a hoodie. This is. I'm a hoodie fan. Yeah. I'm a hoodie fan. I'm a hoodie. I'm the biggest hoodie fan I, there okay. is. Okay. I'm. 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 I'm exiting. I don't know what just happened there. I'm exiting. I'm leaving right. my mark on this podcast. I love Lumity. I love Gus Porter so much. He's everything to me. I wish I could hold him in my pocket. Um, if you want to follow me, I'm Carly Bella on everything. So that's that's that on that. All right, for the final uh, episode after watching and dreaming, we'll make sure that all four of us find a time that works well for, for like a block of four and a half hours. Just <laughs> oh, okay. at least that's okay, an underestimate. Okay, yeah. and uh, if I, you know, most of it will be me crying, but it's okay. Oh God, that's oh, gonna right. be horrible. I don't want it to end. I still either. can't quite. I haven't really accepted that it's gonna be over yet. You know, we're still gonna get Same. chibi tales even after it ends, if that's any consolation. <laughs> Uh, and morning mark. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so true. Mark, morning mark. If you're listening, come home. on the podcast, please. Uh, please, if you get Mark on the podcast, I'm coming. I'll you and be, you I'll, and all your I'll, clones I'll, that make the daily comics. Yeah. I don't know. He's. I don't know what he's running, but. Are, are his DMs <laughs> okay. Open? Okay. No, they're not. I don't think I would have already oh. DM'd him. Okay. <laughs> I'm leaving. Bye. Love you. Bye. Right. Bye, Carly. Send I love me the you guys file, so please. much. Thank you for for letting me be on here. Um, that's that's all I gotta say. Bye, my all friends. Right. Peace. Peace. Okay. Kidness, you want to plug yourself? Um, I would like to plug myself. I'm doing this right now. Um, I'm Cadence. Um, I write music. I write fan fiction. I draw not as much recently because I'm very tired. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm on Ao3, Twitter, Tumblr, <laughs> Instagram. All that jazz. Um, yeah, follow me. I scream about cartoons a lot. <laughs> thank you all for having me. This was very fun. Sorry I'm having to leave early, but it was so great. All right. Thank you, Cadence. See ya. Yes. Bye, Cadence. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.
And then there I, I was guess, one. Is... The one yeah. who was the first one, the first time on the show. Yeah, I guess this is the natural where I will I cut off part one and start part two. Uh, oh, gosh. Assuming the file will be too big to upload as one thing, which it has been the previous time. Hey, everyone. Post-production Alex here. I was right. The file was indeed too big to upload. So, again, I've, I've uh, split it into two parts. Uh, you're not going to want to miss part two. Brian and I dive into some uh, really cool stuff, including some uh, Caleb theories, all that jazz. So uh, go and listen to it now. It is the direct continuation of this conversation.